Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Horsham Church of Christ. For more information, please visit our website at www.horsham.org.au. Father, just in this time and this space, we want to again declare all wonder and glory to you. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness and your generosity. Father, we want to thank you for the witnesses of those who have been faithful to you throughout the generations, throughout the course of history. Names that we're familiar with, but people we don't know. We thank you for the faithfulness of the families of generations who have gone before us, those gathered here in this space today who have declared faith to us, who have spoken life over us. We thank you for those who have invested in us and cheered us on and welcomed us into faith. We thank you for those who have loved us even when we feel unlovable, unworthy, disconnected, disengaged. Father, we thank you that your story is still being written in the midst of tragedy and uncertainty, in the midst of disappointment, in the midst of a world that seems to be imploding and increasingly so. We want to just confess our love for you. We need to confess our own sins, our own sense of pride, our own sense of selfishness, our own sense of wanting to take control. Father, just in this time, we again humble ourselves to seek your face, to know you, to encounter you, to be filled by you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you continue to minister into hearts and minds of all who gathered in this space and not just in this moment but as we go from this moment as we hear another story of life and of faith may we be reminded of the invitation into your story we thank you for the freedom that we have and we pray for those throughout our world who don't have the same freedom who don't have the same capacity to gather in spaces that openly declare the name of Jesus. We stand with them as brothers and sisters in Christ. We stand with those who are fighting fires throughout this country, Father. Those who haven't had the time to catch their own breath, see their own family, let alone set aside and worship you. We pray that in this moment that those facing this hardship, seeking to put the fires out, would encounter you. We pray for your breath to quieten the fires down and bring forth new life over the next period of time. We pray that you would restore people to yourself, Father, even in this hardship, even in this uncertainty. We pray for those who are experiencing drought and uncertainty of what tomorrow holds, let alone what next year holds. And the decisions about selling farms or buying farms or whether they even sow a new crop. We stand with them. We celebrate with those who are thankful for the harvest they've received this year, Father. We thank you for the blessing of the the rain that many have received and the capacity to farm and provide food across this land. Forgive us for we often take that for granted. And we honour you with that blessing. And come with thankful hearts. 
Father, we pray for a new spirit over our city. As we think about those who are facing domestic violence, homelessness, unable to pay bills, wondering where the next resources will come to pay the bills. Father, help us to be aware, help us to be generous in our personal lives, in lives as a community of faith that we might see transformation in this city. We want to proclaim it, we want to be a part of it, we want to walk in it. Forgive us, Father, when we have a mindset of things that we don't have and scarcity, but help us to live out of the generosity, the overwhelming generosity of your blessings that have been poured out through the heavenly realms in every way. And so, Father, in this time we commit ourselves to you. We ask for the words of your Spirit to wash over us. We ask that you sustain us and guide us and direct our paths. May we be reminded in this time that we are not alone. May we be encouraged in our faith. May we be encouraged knowing that we are loved by you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. So over the last few weeks leading up to Christmas, um, we had our theme, uh, The Biggest Story. Uh, it's a reminder that we are part of the story. Uh, I hope this is an incorrect, uh, fi- we're feeling unsettled by this word because I hope it's a word that's invitational to us and it's a word that is seared on our hearts and our minds and our spirits despite the fact that it's not correctly spelt or anything like that. There's no space between it because we want to, we want it to be reminded that we are part of a story that's still being written uh, where every story whispers God's name. Uh, wherever you are in your journey of faith, whatever you think about God, uh, God still holds you, God still knows you, sees you and invites all of us to participate in his story, knowing that every story whispers his name. We are part, you are part, I are part, I am part of the biggest story. We've heard from creation, we've heard through prophets, we've heard through the promises that are yet to come or be fulfilled. Um, And over the next few weeks, uh, we want to kind of ground the stories of faith in uh, stories of people that we know or have seen and are familiar with. So we're going to interview a few different people over the next few weeks to try and unpack what this biggest story looks like, how it's expressed, and certainly not from people who have all the answers, not from people who would claim that they have it all together, not from people who, some people have been people of faith for a long time, some people have been people of faith for a short period of time. Uh, Some people are still kind of working it out and exploring it, the idea being to celebrate who we are as a community and to celebrate what God is doing amongst us and in us and through us. So we hope uh, that you look forward to that and we'll continue to be a part of uh, January with us, knowing it's often a time for us to catch our breath, go away, um, have holidays, whatever that might look like. We trust that you're blessed in that as well. But if you're here, we'd love you to be a part of the blessing with us. So today, uh, would you welcome Alana as she comes up and sits here with me. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, good to have you. Thank you. How are you feeling? Here. Yeah, little little nervous, but little, we're okay. We're yeah, okay. All good. Yes. Yeah, little nervous. Um, I'm trying to get out of the way so people can't can see your face rather than the back of my head. But I don't know. Sorry, fellas. You just have to get used to it. Um, so many of us here 
won't know you. I know, I've got a couple of questions without notice first, okay? okay, okay. Just to warm you up into it. Okay. All right. Many of us here won't know you. Mm -hmm. Introduce yourself to us. Uh, so my name's Alana Finn. Um, I've been coming here since I think about September or October last year. Oh, okay. I think around then. Yeah, I got baptised here December last yes. year. Yeah, yeah right, so okay. Yeah. yeah, roughly I am just um, a year in with my relationship with Jesus, so it's all very new to me. Um, so yes, I definitely don't have all the answers. No. I'm not sure that we ever do, though. So no, that's yeah. right. And I asked Alana to be a part of this interview and she sent me through a 20-page testimony. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a, a pretty powerful story. Uh, you're a mum primarily, mm -hmm. uh, but you've also been a teacher... Yes. And are yeah. you a hairdresser? Is that right? Um, I run my own dreadlocks business. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I, that one is not helpful to me. Yeah. No. No. I, I can make you a wig or something. You, no, I don't want a wig. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> no. No. Uh, you're a mum to young Indy. Hello, yes. Indy. Indy's over here. Uh, so tell us, what are your other passions? What are your other interests that have? Um, well, I teach rock and roll dancing. Um, oh, you teach that? I do. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So 50s, 60s. Think happy days. If you. Sure, there's lots of people here that would remember those times. Um, yeah, so I teach that on a Monday night with my dad. Um, my parents and I run the club. So oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that takes up a lot of um, time and, yep. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. Good yep. fun. Do you do lots of concerts or something in there or not? Um, we do some demos. Yeah, We've right. done a few carols by Candlelight, yeah, danced up there. Yes, yeah. you have too. You have too. So what initially brought you along to the Horsham Church of Christ? Um, well, in August of last year, I had this very powerful encounter with Jesus and I just kind of, after that, went, okay, I need to find a church. I need to learn more about this guy. Um, so, I basically, I did a bit of church hopping around Horsham and I came here um, and I remember there was a little clip of um, the Lorax playing. Oh, yes. yeah. And with my little girl, we kind of looked at each other and we were like... And, you know, look, you, you were funny and down-to-earth and I just, yeah, I really felt like I was at home. So I just, I stopped looking after I came to this church. And we haven't played anything of Dr. No, you have no. No, no. <laughs> That's okay. So We've got a kids club now. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Um, I guess just a powerful encounter with Jesus. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, wow. Yeah, I just, I know, a little, I know it's a big. Snippet, yeah. Just give us a taste. Um... Oh, look, basically I was messing around with, um, you know, cult things, I guess you would say, um, doing meditations and that kind of thing. Anyway, from that I had this horrible presence come into my home and um, basically, long story short, I called on Jesus um, and I just knew the presence of Jesus came into my home. I felt this incredible love um, that he had for me and for the whole world um, and, yeah, it brought me to my knees and... And, yeah, I haven't looked back since, really. No. Oh, I got through that without crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I've still got time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been known, I have a gift. Okay. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> what have you been, tell us then, over the last 12 months, that period of time, what have you been learning about your relationship with Jesus? Um, well, I just kind of feel like he's my best mate and that he's just with yeah. me all the time. Yeah. Um, I just call on him for absolutely everything. You know, if I've lost something in my home, I'll be like, Lord. <laughs> and, you know, you just kind of find it. Wow. Um, but, wow. yeah, it's just, it's, I've invited him into every little corner of my life. And, look, I'm not where I want to be in some aspects in my life, but I kind of just feel like he's always there with me, holding me through it, saying, it's okay, you're going to get there, and... Yeah, I just it's it's a beautiful presence. Mm. Is is getting there looking a bit different now that you're following Jesus? Like you have ideas of what getting there might look like, but you're more inclined to 
surrender that and to see, to submit to ways Jesus might want you to be going? Yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges is to set myself aside and say, I know that this is where you want me to go and I'm going to jump into it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, so how has he changed the way that you view yourself and others? Um, oh, look, it's the whole, um, the love for others mm. um, that I guess, yeah, because, yeah, I don't know, that wasn't on the list, Simon. Um. I had it on my list. <laughs> I had it on my list. Work with me. Um, yeah, People look. being interviewed in the next few weeks, be warned. <laughs> Um, it's the it's the acceptance of where everyone is at, I guess, in their lives, um, and knowing how much love Jesus has for others, and me trying to feel that for them as well, and mm. to show them that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what What was the first question you had on your list? Um, how have I seen myself as being part of the bigger story? Oh, okay. Go. Great. Um, well, Good I'm, question. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's probably sharing my story um, and, and in sharing my story kind of lining up with people that can share their stories with me because that's probably one of my biggest questions to, I don't know if I've had a chat with you out there, I, I try to have a coffee after every service and just kind of see who I, who I can talk to but my question's always, how long have you known God or what's your story? Um, so yeah, it's sharing that and that's just opened so many doors to, you know, new relationships, new friendships and people, like I shared my testimony on Facebook and, yeah, um, yeah. you know, then people, just random people that I would think would be so far removed from Jesus message me and go, hey, I'm in hospital, um, can you please pray, you know, have a word to the man for me and, <laughs> and um, yeah, help me, help me out. Um, and when I was pondering this question even the other day, um, you know, how am I, how am I? My phone went ting and it was um, one of my old friends that had said to me, um, oh, I saw that you were in church um, on Christmas Day and, and so then that sparked up a conversation as well. Oh, wow. So it's, wow. yeah, it's just kind of going, wow, I was just here, you know, shared that and then who knows what God is going to do with it. It's, it's like what I'm hearing in that because many of us perhaps have lost confidence about being able to share our story or that church is a bit of a no-no word kind of thing or people are bored with church. Yeah. That's not your experience. No, no. So I think, yeah, church is far from boring. God is far from boring. It's, um, I think it's incredible and fascinating hearing how God's working in everyone's lives. And, um, and I like writing, so I like sharing that. But, I mean, look, I did have a, a stage where I kind of went, oh, I just need to be quiet. I need to just, yeah, sure. yeah shush it for a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just like that self-doubt kind of creeping in and, mm. and me listening to that, whereas I probably shouldn't have, but yeah, yeah, that's, it's all learning, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So what have the challenges been for you in the midst of that? As much as there's been this excitement of being able to share your story, put it on Facebook, have some people that you think unexpected, you know, there's a real blessing in that. But I imagine there's some challenges along the way. What have been the challenges for you um, in the last 12 months? I think it's just mainly the self-doubt. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, just kind of... Oh, well, and having to stop and go, hang on, is this, is this my will? Is this God's will? And waiting on an answer for that yeah, yeah. Um, can be challenging. Um, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, yeah. look, people are going to say things like, but I don't care. <laughs> you know, I'm too excited. I'm too, too happy about it. What sustained you in that? Like, it's 12 months, you know, surely it's got boring by now and people uh, are saying things. Why, what sustained you? What's the what, sorry? What, what has sustained you to be excited by it? And oh, look, I'm just still in the honeymoon phase with Jesus, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, you know, sure. It's so new and it's um, exciting and 
oh, there's just so much to learn. Um, Bible study is just amazing. Like, um, I'm in a group of amazing women with that and I can open up the Bible and you get asked a question within the Bible study and the answers just blow my mind of what, of what mm. comes out of that book. It's just incredible. Mm. Um, yeah, I would urge anyone to get involved in a Bible study, even if you're not Jesus inclined, just to kind of go, oh, I might just explore this, you yeah. know, see what it's about because it's fascinating. So you're, you're part of the Tuesday morning Know Your Bible group, is yes, that right? Yep. 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 So there's lots of different experiences and wealth of wisdom in that group too? Yeah, yep. yeah. Yep. Cool. Very good. Um, how does this, uh, you've probably already spoken a little bit about it, but tell us how this, how this relationship shapes your life. Like, how does Jesus intimately and intricately shape your life? And um, it's just me calling on him for absolutely everything. Um, you know, how, how should I react to this? How, like, please help me. You know, I'm just constantly asking him to help me. He must be really sick of me, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. just just in every every corner of my life, you know. Um, yeah, I praise God when times are bad. I praise Him when times are good. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, He's just in every little pocket. Mm. Yeah. Has it changed the way you relate to Indy? Yeah. 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 Can you give us an example of that? Um, well, it's just even, you know, if you have a hard time as a parent, which we all do, um, I just kind of s- stop, drop and pray. It's <laughs> 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 my motto <laughs> when, when things are getting tough. You know when you just need that little bit of, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm going to lose it here. Um, yes, I do. I just pray and, you know, please come into this situation and help us, Lord. Yeah, um, yeah and he does. And, yeah, and just in teaching her of how to treat other people as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, comes into it. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I guess the other question of like, if you if you thought about the changes and the things you were pursuing eighteen months ago, and the things you were part of and investing in, and you know you were part of the rock and roll club then and community and you know have people other have other people commented on differences and picked up on differences or asked you questions kind of in a natural way out of that? Um, yeah. Look, people have said that I seem. Um, I don't know, that I'll come glowing or yeah. um, that I seem happier, um, kinder, maybe. Okay. Um, well, you're know. a mean person. No, I can be a bit of a drill sergeant okay. in my dancing classes. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and look, I, I just think, yeah, it, it does open up doors for people to talk to you about things and I'll kind of drop little things in there you know when I'm talking to the group at rock and roll on a Monday night I'm you know mum had her hip um, operation done and so I had to let them know how the operation went and I went so praise God yeah. they're all kind of like <laughs> 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 but you know I kind of think oh well yeah plant a little seed yeah good on you all right so I want to um did you have any other questions that I haven't asked yet or not no no you're, no. you're good okay that's good <laughs> um I guess what would you say to people, of, people sitting in this room who have been people of faith for a long time, maybe they've been going to church for a long time, like it's something they're used to. You know, what, what would you say to that group of people? Um, I would say to just, yeah, well, get involved in a Bible study. If, if you, I don't know, if you're finding anything boring. Um, I would say spend some time in worship. Um, things change, I think, when, when I worship God. Like if I'm going through a tough time, I will turn on some music and I'll dance around the house and praise the Lord or put some music on in the car. Um, I don't know, that changes stuff for me, like on, yeah. a, on a deep level. Yeah, um, yeah there's, they're probably my main go-tos. And if someone is 
new or someone sitting here they're in the first time, you know, they're wondering about their life, maybe they're wondering if they have any value or if there's any purpose in pursuing this Jesus, what would your encouragement to them be? Um, well, I'll just say that the fact that you're sitting here um, speaks volumes um, and I'll just say that, like, God loves you and he wants you on his team. Um, the other team's going to lose, so it's already <laughs> lost. You don't want to be on that team. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, he does. He loves you. Um, but he cares about you. He, Yeah, he... He wants to have a relationship with you and he wants to know you, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. Is there yeah. anything else you wanted to say? That no, no, I'm no, good. <laughs> <laughs> You've done very well. Would you thank Alana, please, and uh, thank you very much. I never need water. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's not that scary, is it? No. no. Yeah. So for people coming up, it's not that scary. Um, I guess one of the things, as we, as we think about concluding this year and stepping into next year, lots, might be, lots of us might be thinking about New Year's resolutions, or maybe we don't think about it at all. Um, resolutions kind of is becoming a bit of a dirty word. We're trying to find new ways to frame it. But our theme for next year, I haven't got a, a logo or a, an image for you, but our theme for next year is quite simply daring. I think there'll be lots of churches that will talk about 2020 vision. Um, that's, uh, yeah, hilarious, isn't it? Um, but I think that's thinking too small because I think God actually wants to think uh, and reshape us next year uh, to look for the years beyond I think there'll be some things that will happen uh, in us next year that we'll, we'll need to let go of there'll be some pruning but that will uh, give some new fruit to us so I was thinking about um, this idea of uh, daring uh, and I wanted to invite you to consider a number of things. Maybe, maybe don't think about making resolutions this year, but what's a daring decision that you might make? What's a daring decision you might make about your relationship with God? Could it be that you'll change the way that you read the Scriptures or the time that you give to reading Scriptures or to be with God? What's a daring decision you'll make about participating in a life group or in this community, in a Sunday community? What's the attitude? What's a, a daring decision might be as simple, you know what? I'm going to change the attitude that I come with. You know, if I'm feeling tired, I'm going to go to a life group anyway. How, now let's be honest, how many people have stayed away from life group or stopped serving because we get tired? Come on. Oh, I don't think you're all being honest. I'm inviting you to be daring. <laughs> but we find excuses. And I think if we, if we become daring people, we'll become passionate people. And we'll have those kind of conversations, just small conversations along the way. Often we think we try and compare ourselves. We think this Christian message is something that someone else is better at giving. And all people want to see are faithful, daring, passionate people who follow Jesus. Now, what's a daring response to God with your finances? What's a daring response in your employment? What's a daring response in your family? What's the daring response in the way that we serve or commit to serving? What's a daring prayer? Maybe that you've thought about praying but you feel like you muddle over it, but what's a daring prayer where you're just going to lean in and say, this is the prayer I've got? What's a daring miracle that you're looking for? What's a daring hope that we have for our community? What's a daring belief that we might have about who God is and then a daring to step into that belief 
Not just believe it up in our heads, but step into it and hold on to him. Um, yeah, so I want to invite you into that daring uh, response next year. And one of the things that we're asking us to participate in in that and pursue that is on the first Monday of the month, uh, we're calling the church to prayer. Uh, on the first Monday of every month, so starting January 6th, um, we're just going to come in here. Uh, we're going to set aside 15 minutes to half an hour just for people just to come and sit. The first thing that we're going to do is just to sit and draw aside. Put our phones down, switch our phones off, open up our Bibles, read personally, read quietly before we gather in prayer and daring prayer for the things that we want to see in our community or the things that we believe God might be speaking out. It'll be an opportunity for us if we need a miracle in our lives to ask people to pray into that. And so we'll write it down and we'll try and record it so that we hear those stories again. Does that make sense? Um, you know, the daring response might be coming to that and sitting aside for half an hour without our phones, without anything else, just to learn to sit quietly. A daring response when someone says, how are you, is not busy. But instead of saying, I'm busy, to say, you know what, I'm struggling or I'm finding this hard or I'm really enjoying this. And we celebrate that with one another or we stand with one another in that. A daring response might be actually to pray for someone. Who when we say, how are we going? They say, I'm not doing very well. That we stand with them and say, look God, I don't know fully what's happening in this person's life, but I want to stand with them and I know that you're standing with them. That might be a daring response. I'll give you some time to think about whether you're in or not. I hope that you are. Paul opens up his letter to the uh, church in Colossians. And he talks about um, giving thanks to God and, and praying to them and praying for them, praying to Christ, reminding them of where they've learnt their faith. And he says this since in chapter 1, verse 9, Since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. See how Paul mixes these two things about the knowledge of God, growing, bearing fruit. So there's this knowledge, but there's this movement and participation as well. Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, again, being strengthened according to his glorious might, what God has already done, so that you might have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the sunny levels in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He, that is Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things were created by him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together and he is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. 
For God was pleased to have his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight. Without blemish and free from accusation, if you continue in your faith, established and firm, not moved from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant, which I, Simon, have become a servant, which you have become a servant, the good news, the gospel, proclaiming the kingdom. And maybe that's your daring decision to follow Jesus, to believe this for yourself, to discover it for yourself, to grow in it yourself, knowing that there'll be questions, there'll be hardships, there'll be struggles, there'll be disappointments, there'll be frustrations. But maybe, just maybe the most daring response that you can make in, for the time and the season ahead is to follow Jesus no matter what, to believe that he has reconciled you to God. Regardless of where you are, regardless of where you have come from, regardless of what's happening for you right now, God has already reconciled just him, sorry, you to himself. And it takes some kind of courage and humility to submit to that and to receive that. So maybe as you think about this old year going into the new year, you might be thinking about that kind of daring response, knowing that the name of Jesus is a powerful name. As our team come up, thanks team, we're going to celebrate the name of Jesus. And I'm just going to sit over here on this side, so there's plenty of space. And if you just want to come and confess Jesus as Lord, you might need to walk right around the other side. Or you might want to confess it and say it to someone else who's next to you or who you trust. I'll move forward here, sorry ladies. Um, You might just need to grab someone next to you that you know and that you trust. And you say, you know what, I've been holding back here and I want to make a daring decision. And maybe it's that person that will hold you and encourage you and check, ask them to check up on you. If someone comes and says that to you, don't just say, oh, it's very nice, but pray with them. If you're not sure how to do that, come and see me or see one of the leaders uh, around you or someone else that you know. Hey, can you help me here? And then follow them up the next week. Speak with them. Text them. Ring them. And cheer them on. Reminding them, that the name of Jesus is a powerful, beautiful name.